I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. I'm trying to recalibrate my body clock in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And joining me on the, on the other line, lounging in the satellite branch from Scenic Hamilton with a body clock that I am certain has been demolished for months now, it's your girl, Caitlin McKinnon. Hello. Um... That's mostly correct, except, or actually, see, this is hard because I really wanted to talk about it earlier in the podcast, um, but uh, I spent months having really bad insomnia, like the worst insomnia ever, and now I think that everyone should just take magnesium and it probably will fix all your problems. Magnesium. Magnesium citrate. Take a very low dose. It's just a, one of the minerals we need, and... Uh, it is amazing. I sleep so well. I have to get up to pee like four times a night and I can go right back to sleep. Um, which can I tell you that for months that was not happening. I was waking up every single day at 4.30 and not being able to go back to sleep. Didn't matter when I went to bed. Um, always between, sorry, between four and five. So, but usually around 4.30. Um, and it was terrible. Friends, you're like, what is she rambling on about? But I am here to tell you, this is maybe the most useful information Caitlin McKinnon has ever shared with me <laughs> in six years of doing this podcast. I am writing notes. I'm like, magnesium. Magnesium nitrate. All right. <laughs> File that one away for later. Friends, dropping gems with you on our way out the door. This is episode 317 of the Geek Down Podcast. If you find yourself in the post-hiatus world... With just a surplus of time, and you want to go back and listen to any of our other 316 episodes, you know what you can do? You know what you can do? They're still there. Wherever yeah. you get your audio content, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google, Apple, or Stitcher, I guess we'll keep paying for hosting, but all those episodes will still be there. And you can go back and get them, listen to them at your leisure. And we may not be gone forever. We've never said that. We could come back at any time. Yeah. So you got to have those notifs on so that new episodes can be brought to you. At a moment's notice, sprinkled from the back of a rainbow main alicorn named Philip by your mans. Chauncey Frostilicus III, Geek Down Internet Elf. He is always at the ready, friends. Yeah. Ready some to people, roll. Some people have a god parent. My kid's going to have a god elf. I, I enjoyed this bit. <laughs> not, not Let's not do like an elf on the shelf type of vibe. Ah, uh, no. Exactly. No, no. Never. Also, you know, can I no, just say... No from, offense to the parents out there who no, like, do the tons, elf on the shelf, but... Tons of offense to the parents out there. Please, no! No! A, wildly creepy. B, financially disastrous. <laughs> financially? How is it financially disastrous? Oh my god, because every day you've got to, like, do something with the elf, and the elf brings, like, little things, or the elf makes a mess. Also... Stupid, because then you're just cleaning up no. the mess the elf made. Listen, that that was listen that was white people doing the most. Um, I feel <laughs> oh. like initially you just slap the fucking plush on a new shelf every day. 
It's like, oh, there he is. And then some white people got bored and they started making tableaus and dioramas about everything this elf was doing. And that hit Facebook. And then suddenly everyone felt compelled to do it. Yeah. And then some people really who I know personally, lovely people, got stuck. They thought it was going to be fun. And they got stuck doing it every goddamn year. And if you have more than one kid, it's going to be... You're just going to have to do it forever. So I'm not doing that. And if anyone gets me enough on the shelf, I'm just going to very politely be like, no. (laughs) I'm sorry, no. As a parent, you shouldn't be waiting for the uh, sparkly quotes, magic of Christmas to end. Yeah. Some of y'all parents probably just out there like looking at the clock like, how many more years? This kid's like seven. A long time. (laughs) Like three more years of this shit. Anyway, friends... If you take issue, if you take umbrage with our opinions on Elf on the Shelf, we don't really care. But if you if you got things to say, head on over to twitter.com slash geekdownpod. We won't see them because the feed algorithm is a fucking disaster right now. Thanks, Elon. Hottest take on Elon I saw this week. Yeah. The rare I needed to post it to my Instagram story. It's really tragic. He can make a car that blows up and a spaceship that blows up. But you can't draft a tweet that'll blow up. Ooh. Shots fired! Shots fired! Woof! <laughs> woof indeed. Oh God, note to self. Get the wolf drop ready for <laughs> for next week. When we, when we get back. Shrinking. Shrinking got enough, <laughs> enough instances of Harrison Ford saying woof for me to use. Friends, if you want to say thank you for everything we've done for you over the past six years with currency... KO-FI.com slash GeekdownPod will remain three bucks in the old tip jar. Not saying we can't be bought. We can't be encouraged to come back sooner. Yeah, if this became lucrative, I'd be like, okay, baby, (laughs) you just stay over there for a bit. (laughs) Just give him something to bat around for an hour. Yeah, I'll give him, no, all you have to do, give him tissue paper. So give, him, give him a paper bag, give him a rolled up ball of tinfoil to bat around on his playmat. He'll be, yeah, he'll be fine. fine. Caitlin, it is, uh, it is a rainy, drizzly day here in Toronto, but I, uh, over the course of this morning, made a wonderful and welcome discovery that really I feel like it only happens ever so often, at least in my life. It was the moment I realized I don't have to leave the house today. No, you do not. I thought I might have. So, friends, we had an inventory at Major Canadian Re- Retailer last night, which we had to do, given our uh, three-month-long disaster. I'm not going to go into any more specifics. I mean, it's public knowledge. It's on the internet. You can find out about it. But it meant I was up. I got home around. We did it all night. I got home around 4.35 a.m. last night. Had a quick nap and thought maybe I might need to uh, listen. As, as a husky boy, I wear the old uh, wear the old breathe right strips. Helps me sleep better. Speaking of things that help you sleep, helps me sleep better. Makes it easier to breathe when I go when I knock out for the night. And I thought I was out, Kate. I thought I was gonna have to leave my house to go get some more breathe right strips. And then I was like, hmm. But sometimes when I go see the executive producer, I throw a stash in my backpack and I check the backpack and I had so many in there. <gasps> That's the best. And I was like, I do not that need have, to leave my house. I that got happened snack. with me with Q-tips. <laughs> yes, oh. I got. I got a <laughs> snack. Snack? Because 
girl took him a minute to frick, like listen try to tell me that canadian uh, grocery owners are not robber barons it was like nine days before the mini eggs went down to like a buck 94 a bag you were really trying to milk me on the post easter mini eggs you fucking monsters it should have it should have been um like uh on the tuesday after the exactly, holiday monday like exactly but I realized I had, because, listen, your man maybe about two, um, and had already rinsed one of them through the last week. And I was like, oh my God, I got snack, because I got the second bag still here, and I don't have to go get the Breathe Right strips. And the only thing, so it's record store day as we're recording, flibbity D. Um, it's like, Jordan, you used to get really excited for record store day. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> And then a weird thing happened. It's the money. Where just record store day stopped being like about, hey, here's some cool stuff. And it was like, here's a seven inch of young Americans on a picture disc of David Bowie's face. Line up at 7 a.m. for that. Bitch, no. No. How about no? No. There was one thing I might have left the house for. It was not even a new release. It was like a box set of like future funk. Um, And I watched it on Play to Records website all week. And right before we recorded, I refreshed it again, and the page said 404, and I went, well, guess it's old. <laughs> Another reason not to leave the house today. Those are, that's, that's sort of the best. And I have to be honest, I am, I'm not milking it. I really am not, but Senior Correspondent has been very willing to, like, go get me things. He will often, I'll have a whim of, like, I'd really like free <laughs> And he'll go to the store and get me. It's not like far away, but like today he's going to go do the groceries. So I don't have to like really, I'm wearing pajamas. I don't have to get dressed. <laughs> it's like, it's real nice. Too um, right. Yeah. So there are some benefits to being pregnant. I'm in the cumbersome stage. Um, where like <laughs> I slept, like I'm quite a bit heavier than, than I'm used to. There and I a slept. time where you were not in the cumbersome stage. No, I mean like. At the beginning, right? You got maybe a little bit of a tummy, even at like, you know, I popped pretty early. Um, some women don't pop until like month eight. Um, I popped at month three, um, but not hugely. But I could like pick things up. I was fine. People were like, are you sure you should lift that? I'm like, I it's an empty box. Like I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> um, but now I'm at the point where like I can't pick things up. Really? I can't. Uh, I really can't tie my shoes unless I'm like sitting down and have something to put my foot on. Um, so there's all of that. Um, so there are some benefits to being at the cumbersome stage in that I can legitimately be like, Hey, I can't do this thing. Can you do it please? Um, so neither of us have to leave home today, which is nice because it's drizzly and terrible and actually gray, not just the usual taupe in ha- Hamilton. It's like, it's rainy and gray. Um, but that's, that's okay. April showers bring May flowers. And listen, for a couple reasons, uh, your man's put the Crunchyroll app on his phone and it has just been, it's been a time more on that in updates. Um, what else? Speaking of anime, not just anime, but anime related uh because there is no news i mean there's oldish news that we didn't talk about yet that we'll bring up like listen friends am i going to scour deadline in the hollywood reporter and all these news feeds for like you know two hours to try and prep for this podcast when we have two more episodes frankly no we barely did that when we were going week to week 
basically, he's he's just done. He doesn't How care dare anymore. You? I'm not done. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Uh, see, I won't get many more times to like <laughs> just take the piss and like razzum. So oh, gonna... I feel like you will find enough times. I figure. Oh, I, I figure, mean, personally, I figure when things yeah. are bad and the baby's been crying and you're like really tired and you just need a little something to take the edge off, a little something to make yourself feel better. Who's going to get shit on for his record collection um, oh, at yeah. four in the morning? Oh, and who will just get responded to in gifts for like four weeks? <laughs> Jordan. And it will drive him nuts and it will be glorious. And so, I will keep my crown as the queen of gifts. <laughs> we'll see. Y- y'all love her her uh, birthday photo galleries every year. I, do- I don't have any assumptions that there will be a birthday photo gallery this year. But if she manages to pull it together, I will obviously sh- obviously share that with all of you. Again. Uh, so the, uh, light box, the cinema owned by the Toronto international film festival, downtown on King street, I get sent to me that they are having a pop Japan programming block, Ooh. which will, uh, you know, for the artsy farts, we'll have a selection of movies from director Seijin Suzuki. But what do we care about? Do we care about that? No, we care about the world of anime po- programming block and the Miyazaki spotlight programming block. So these are your opportunities to go see uh, classics of anime on the big screen here in Toronto through the months of May and June on beautifully restored prints. If you care about that sort of thing, someone, <laughs> the executive producer is listening to me talk about anything movie related and is like, you're full of shit. I'm like, yeah, Mr. <laughs> Cinephile over here talking about restoration, uh, 35 millimeter prints. That's me. Do I want to watch Akira on the big screen? Yeah, kind of though. Um, so what are we going to have on the, on the Miyazaki side? It's a lot of the, oh man, (laughs) it's nothing too out of the ordinary, but they're showing the loop in the third movie. That is definitely something you will will go, go with to some, somebody else. Uh, on the Miyazaki side, they've got, uh, Castle of Cagliostro, which is low key. It's my favorite Lupin movie and one of my favorite Miyazaki movies. My Neighbor Totoro, come on. Oh, they're doing My Neighbor Totoro? Spirited Away, come oh, on. Oh, come on. And The Wind Rises, which I haven't seen, but, I mean... The Wind Rises is... is, is I saw Did you watch it? it? Yeah, I saw it in theaters, actually. Oh. So, so was his... Tiff was doing another Pop Japan or, or something like that, and I'm pretty sure, I, yeah, I saw it there. That was, his, that was his third kick at the can of a last movie, or... <laughs> I, I think so. Which, I was which which retire but Miyazaki is like Ric Flair at this point. Like I can't keep track of his retirements. Like. <laughs> or my dad. <laughs> and I, I'll say something like, and then dad did this, and they're like, Are, isn't your dad like retired? I'm like, my dad's almost eighty, and he's retired like three times. <laughs> it's, like, it's like this is Miyazaki's last movie, and then you catch him driving a bus for school children, and storyboards on the dashboard. That's what. <laughs> so that's, what that's what Miyazaki retires. Yeah. Um. On the. Uh, just general anime side of things. A lot of Satoshi Khan. Oh, man. I'm just... You know what? Leah the Brazilian is a member to TIFF, so I might just be like, Leah, we're going to everything. Um, June is... is May and June is uh, is movie night with Jordan every they're week. Sh- they're showing Paprika. They're showing Perfect Blue. They're showing Akira. Oh, wow. They're showing Ghost in the Shell. And they're showing Silent Voice. So let's just all go and cry, Weebs of Toronto. <laughs> Weebs of Toronto... A mass, a mass on the light box, and, and let us go cry. 
when she throws herself over the balcony. Uh. <sighs> Spoilers for a silent voice. Go back and listen to that episode. We really enjoyed that movie. Um, yeah, so that's happening. That's exciting. Also exciting, there was something that we kind of knew or suspected that it was coming. And then the most consistent man at work mentioned it. I said, oh, yeah, that's supposed to be happening, isn't it? And he said, June, there's a trailer. And I went, what? And that trailer had come out 12 days before. Which means for 12 days, all of you, in the sound of my voice, did not forward this link to me for me to watch it. And I'm furious with all of you. And that is the trailer for the Clone High sequel. Right. I was wondering. I was like, what is he talking about? Why is he so angry? Why didn't I send it to him? Why didn't you send it to him? Because me? I didn't know it existed and I didn't care. Damn, son. You mean you didn't care? <laughs> Rem- remember that ep- that episode. <laughs> I felt like you were so disappointed in me. I felt like like a, a, a older sibling or like dad being like, I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> Clone High was a uh, cartoon from the God uh, early aughts, 20 years ago, I guess they said it was, uh, spearheaded by uh, Chris Miller and Phil Lord from the Lego movie, Spider-Verse, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and Bill Lawrence, which I didn't realize at the time, Mr. Shrinking, Mr. Ted Lasso, Mr. Uh, Cougar Town, Mr. Scrubs. Um, I did not realize that at the time, that he was involved as well. And throughout the years, it got unceremoniously canceled. And some people, I guess, don't still don't realize this, even if you were a fan of the show. Um, it got canceled because the premise was there were a bunch of the government clones, a bunch of world leaders and historical figures with the uh, idea to then install them as, you know, puppet rulers of the world. And they're teenagers and they put them all in high school. And Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi, um, was depicted in the show as basically a as a goofball with ADHD and India was not amused (laughs) as a whole the whole country was not amused with this depiction and there were protests out this MTV it aired on MTV in the states and Teletoon in Canada I think it was a Canadian co-production actually um and it got uh the fire got a little too hot, and MTV was like, mm, nah, we don't need this. So it gets canceled. And the reason why I'm bringing this up and talking about it so somewhat reverentially is it was always the answer to my question, you know, what is the what is your, like, TV tragedy? What's the one cliffhanger you never got over? And it's so dumb to say, but the end of Clone High was always, like... The government was crashing into prom. The principal, like, freezes the clones. (laughs) Abe Lincoln's found Joan of Arc in bed with John F. Kennedy. Teen romance tragedy. And they all get frozen alive. And then it ends. And they never came back. And that was 20 fucking years ago. And now, as this podcast is about to go off the air, they're continuing the story. Because for years, especially as Lord and Miller got, like, the golden touch... With every Lego movie, with every Jump Street, with every Spider-Verse, it was like, can you not just figure this out? Please? Is there is there not a way? And it turns out, yes, there is. They just, I think, asked to do it. And 
HBO Max, now Max, just Max, gave them the money to do at least one season of it. Um, what's funny is even though I am not a big fan, there is the episode where Gandhi finds out he has ADHD with yes. um, um, Tom Green. I literally, Chris and I will quote things back and forth from that episode. Um, sometimes I will catch him playing with my elbow skin. (laughs) (laughs) And just like, yeah, I just, it wasn't terrible. It's not like I absolutely like was appalled by it or hated or anything. It just wasn't, it wasn't for me. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm sort of I'm just really happy for you. <laughs> you know, when you're, you're like this is not for me a personal victory, but I'm just so happy for you. And and I'm sure you feel the same way about me having a baby. You're just like I'm just so happy for you. <laughs> it doesn't really impact my life at all, and doesn't really like you know I I could go either way, but I'm happy for you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Caitlin's baby and clone the return of Clone <laughs> High, two identical two two. Parallel two uh, items of equal importance. Yes. So obviously Gandhi is nowhere to be found. He seems to have been replaced by uh, Confucius, at least in the trailer we saw. Um, new characters as well. Frida Kahlo was in there. Uh, Harriet Tubman is in there, played by uh, uh, Ao Edibiri, who is really been having a moment. She was on The Bear. She played Janine's sister on Abbott Elementary. I don't know what she was doing before all these credits, but she's just kind of everywhere right now. So good for her. Um. And it was definitely, there's a moment in the trailer where Cleopatra is appalled by something that has happened and is like, this must be a dream or something like that. And like smacks herself in the face, but then also like throws water on her face, smashes the glass in her face, uh, saws her own head with a (laughs) handsaw, steps on a bear trap. And it just went so long and was so stupid. That's when I busted out laughing to the point I almost like welled up because I was just so happy. That this stupidity was was back in my life. And shouts to them. A lot of the uh, comments were like, man, the voices are different. I don't know why they changed it. Well, for a lot of the voices like Cleopatra, who was originally, I did not realize this, uh, played by Krista Miller. Bill Lawrence's wife from okay. Cougar Town. Played the same character in, in Shrinking. Um, oh, okay. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you say that. Ellie from Cougar Town. She originally played Cleopatra. Cleopatra is now being voiced by Mitra Juhari, someone maybe a little more, you know, culturally. Appropriate? Yes. So, they have they have made some changes uh, there as well. So, shouts to them. So, yeah, this is supposed to drop in June. Um, super amped, obviously. Uh, other thing I'm super amped about, I called home uh, last week. Uh, my parents, unfortunately, had to put uh, one of their pups down. Um Smudge lived a very long life. She was 15 and a half. So, RIP Smudge. RIP Smudge. Um, but when I called home at one point, my dad was like, Hey, can I, I can add you to the Netflix, right? Because the band hammer is dropped on all of us now. If you're, yeah. if you're password sharing with anybody, it's, that's it. Um, unless you get added on. I was like, Yeah, I think you can like add me as a user, but it's going to cost you like another, you know, eight or nine bucks or whatever a month. And my dad was like, yeah, but is that something you would like? I was like, I mean, I enjoy having Netflix around. <laughs> I can usually find something on there. It's probably one of my go-to apps just because the player's so smooth, which is such a nerdy thing to say, but it really does have the hey, best. Hey, 
<laughs> UX is important, baby, and Netflix has probably got the best one at all of them. Um, and I said, but there's nothing like, listen, there's, I don't want y'all taking on any extra costs. There's nothing stopping me. If I get a hankering for Netflix to go drop $50 on a prepaid gift card and just, you know, let that ride when Pluto drops or something I want to watch. Um, he's like, no, I mean, no, that's fine. I just got to figure out to do it, figure out how to do it. And I gave it no extra thought. And then I actually, my remote has a Netflix button on it. And I guess I inadvertently smashed it and it loaded and logged me in. And I was like, fucking dad. Aww. Dads, y'all. Hey. Shouts to dads. Here's another shout out to my, my dad. Mm. My dad made me a, like, baby rocker out of his bare well, listen, hands and Stu, wood. Stu's gonna woodwork. You're not yeah. gonna stop Stu from woodworking. So. And it's beautiful. <laughs> and I'm, like, so thrilled like um, a like a crib type rocker. Yeah, or? yeah. Basically, it's not because a, a full crib is like a you know it's big. It's got bars yeah. and stuff. But this is like, yeah, it's like a little rocker. The little thing like you see in cartoons where you just yeah. you sit in, you sit in the chair and you just put the baby in it and just kind of rock it back and, and you forth. Rock it back right. It's like higher up, so um, so you know it's easy to get the baby in and out and stuff. And Dad like was talking about like how he's going to make it like extra sturdy and he's painted it and but he got paint that's like safe like baby safe and stuff and he just like dads dads are awesome fucking dads man fucking dads good job dads good job dads so yeah i got the netflix back up and running so there's loads of shit i'm gonna be watching kate did you have time to watch anything or were you just no because here's the other thing you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, not like I'm sick every weekend or anything. And people are probably like, why can't you keep on doing the podcast? There are so many appointments. <laughs> there is every appointment ever. I had like three different appointments this week. So all my evenings are appointments, doing baby classes and like information about babies and being exhausted because I'm building a human being. And so listen, at that point, it's probably just like throw on an episode of sister Boniface. You already watched once and just let it, just that let it ride. We, we legitimately, we watched, Oh, we like, we watched, um, uh, a couple things we've already seen. Um, we watched a bunch of YouTube stuff. um, just like mini documentaries and like, cause I can really only take things in snippets because like yesterday when we tried to watch something, it was a little bit longer. Guess who just ended up just like snoring on the couch. It was me. It was me. And it was so loud that Chris tried to politely wake me up. <laughs> cause it was just so unbelievably distracting. Hi, babe, babe, you're so loud. Right you <laughs> need to get out of here. You're so loud. He even tried like we've we for a while haven't slept in the same bed because I'm I have to get up so often and like I need more space and I have like six pillows. <laughs> um and he we were gonna try and just like sleep and like cuddle and be cute last night. I was snoring so loud. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, No, he's like I I need to leave. Um so Well Kate. Yeah. Let me catch you up on something right quick. Okay. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Mandalorian, which we will talk about. Okay, that's where I was going. You did watch it? Oh, yes. We did watch The Mandalorian. It was the only thing we did watch. Okay. So there was a moment after uh, Din Grogu is baptized there where the armorer turns to Pedro and says, 
And now you must leave Mandalore and go on your adventures, as take him on your adventures, as you once did when you were a foundling. And I screamed, thank fucking God. Get me out of here. Leave Mandalore. Never return. Let's go. Goodbye, Mandalore. Yes, go get your little cabin on Navarro. Kick your feet up. Let BB Yodes make frogs float in the pond. Like, that's literally, and literally, let's get back to fucking gunslinging Lone Wolf and Cub Adventure of the Week. Yeah. Jesus, we spent two and a half seasons bogged down with this, like, dark saber mythosaur nightmare bullshit, which is, like, I've been screaming it for like three weeks now. Ain't why any of us were here. And I don't know who made them, if this was Filoni Heat Check or Kathleen Kennedy was like, you gotta set some shit up so these movie, these other movies make sense. <laughs> Uh, I don't know who or what it was, but I'm hoping we can just get back to like, like, listen, I don't expect the Mandalorian to be Andor. I got Andor for that. I don't expect the Mandalorian to be Andor, but you cannot make a case to me that these last couple seasons were anywhere on par with the first season. And maybe that's just the newness and the recency bias. And it was just like, I don't, I don't know anything that's happening here. And it's super fun. I do. I, I, I love first season. I I really like second season. I understand the complaints about second season completely. I'm not trying to defend them. Um, I've rewatched episodes from second season. Now, they're usually... I will give... Sorry to cut you off, but I will say, I will give second season its props, even though we kind of look back on it now and go like, oh man, that was just like... It should have just been that, but like... Luke fucking Skywalker coming back at like full powers. Yeah. And just like unbothered smashing everything in front of him and being like, Oh, what's up? I pinged this guy. I pinged this little guy. I'm going to go train him now. Um, we all lost our collective minds. Anyone, anyone who's ever liked star Wars lost their fucking minds. When Luke Skywalker came on, the and screen. I, so I will give them I, credit for that. I really liked, I don't like what happened with after, but I really loved the Boba Fett episode. That was a great episode. There were some great fights in that episode. Um, I, I think there were too many I again understand the criticism there were too many like cameos too many things being brought in from other seasons they could have spread that out I think um but like I love the Ahsoka episode right um despite her her not looking quite right the fucking Leku we get I know I didn't say it you said it um and but you know it, there were the episodes were, even though they were setting stuff up, the episodes were more compact. Like, there was more of a feel, same feel of, you know, the thing of the week. Um, and so, yes, I'm very happy. It's, they better, they better, they better not just be setting this up to let me down. I swear to God. Um, back to bounty hunting. Like, yes, that's what I want. Um, so yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. And I like his little little cabin, his little house. It's nice. One one more for the road. Mando! <laughs> they all tried to do it, but only you could do it. Mando. Every time we see him, before he even has a chance to say it, both Chris and I go, Mando! Mando! <laughs> I'm a high magistrate now, Mando. <laughs> uh, I have a droid to carry my cape. Um, 
So that's all Kate got into. What else did I get into? Uh, my sitcoms. Abbott Elementary wrapped its second season, so just in time for you, maybe that'll be hitting the plus mm. in short order. You can catch up. Season finale was pretty dope, I gotta say. I enjoyed it. Last two episodes, they were kind of on a roll the last few. Um, enjoyed it quite a bit. Ava the Principal continues to be <laughs> the best. They're going on. <laughs> They're going on a like a you know like one of the overnight field trips to the science center, like one of those kind of vibes. Yeah. Um, and they're packing everything up, and the uh, the great the second grade teacher, Miss Shimenti, <laughs> puts her bag down and something metallic kind of like rustles in it, and she's like, "Was that clank clank? Oh my clank 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 clank! Go to the clink clink." <laughs> It's like excellent, Ava. Love you. Uh, Grand Crew also continues to just be like it's. It's not. It's uneven, and some episodes are not as good as others. But it's still like it's. Its job is to be a hangout show. Yeah, that's all it's supposed to be. It's just supposed to be like, oh, I'm hanging with you know Sherman, Noah, and Anthony and Wyatt, like my dudes. And Sherm has the best. Give me, I said this before, the Sherm character, I know there's some website, they'll just tell me where to buy all his clothes. Just send me the link. So I can just buy all his clothes. He, he's a husky man too. So, I mean, I know the sizes are probably going to line up. That that palm tree Nike hoodie something he had on this week. Bring it into my life. Uh, one random find that I saw on there, which I was like super impressed by. Uh, just happened to see the title on Disney+. Plus. I don't know what I was looking for. I was probably watching The Mandalorian. And then I saw this on there. And I was like, huh. And it said, Rap Caviar Presents. Rap Caviar is the Spotify playlist that is the, like, the hottest new-new. If you yeah. have put out a rap song, you want to be on Rap Caviar. That is the, like, the like the most subscribed and followed playlist on Spotify. And they have done a series of documentaries about um, various sort of contemporary artists. I can't remember all of them. I know City Girls from Miami is on there as well. But the first episode is all about... Tyler, the creator. Oh, cool. And it was one of the best hours of anything I have watched. If you're unfamiliar with Tyler, the creator, I don't know how you could be, but I mean, that's, I will also know my, I also know my demo here. Um, he came up in this crew that he kind of formed called odd future in the early 2010s. Um, and was kind of like, if you need to make a comparison to anything, if like Odd Future was Wu Tang, Tyler was kind of the RZA. He was the producer. He did a lot of the music um, for people, and he was also a rapper. And he has slowly over the years gone from kind of edgelord, shock comic kind of guy never losing it completely but like that has kind of faded into the background as like this really compelling musical genius has kind of like moved into the forefront and this hour kind of charts all of that um and because it's spotify and whoever else they got the money so when he mentions that what an influence pharrell was to him because he didn't see anybody else who looked like him or or approached hip-hop like he did Except for Pharrell. Well, now Pharrell will be <laughs> getting interviewed about what he saw in Tyler and what the, the culture tells guys like Tyler. Um, 
like he's he's a fucking genius this kid and like I will even say I will cop to the executive producer going to scream at me for this one later but you know fair at the time I was probably a little dismissive of him because he was so edge lordy and like and he and there was a there was again not as big of a fan of hip hop as you are but seeing it you were like oh kids right <laughs> like it was it was really like that's where a lot of the like um uh, cold, cold syrup drinking and like, <laughs> like that. There's a lot of like drug stuff. A lot of just being like reckless and loud and and being young. And if you were a little bit older, you were like, eh, I don't really have time for that um, because the the appearance of it was so opposed. So that maybe we weren't listening to the music. I was kind of, like, fascinated with what Odd Future was doing just kind of as a thing, even if the music didn't really connect with me. Um, But then Tyler – so there were other groups who were kind of coming out before Tyler came out properly as an artist. And then he put out this video called Yonkers. And if you've ever seen it, it's black and white. He's just sitting there and he, like, eats a cockroach, throws up, and hangs himself Um, (laughs) by the time the video video was done. and I remember showing that to elementary school teacher, Mr. Malash, and saying, this, I don't even know if I really am into this. I like it, but I don't know how much. Your students are about to be all the way fucking in on this. This is going to be their shit. Um, and for a lot of them, it was. And I think, like I said, I, I probably kind of discounted him at the time and didn't take him as seriously as I should have. Cause there were other artists in the collective that were kind of like, like Earl sweatshirt was getting thrown out as like, he's, he's the, the rapping, the rapping ass rapper of the group. Um, mm-hmm. Haji or Sid, the kid and the internet that, that group, like there were other members of odd future. Fucking Frank ocean was an odd future. Like there were, there were enough other people kind of surrounding him that Tyler kind of, his star kind of got dimmed a little bit. And then he like, I think according to the doc, the, um, he lost a Grammy and he took that shit seriously. And he wanted to No, I mean, he lost it to like, damn by Kendrick. It was a stacked year that year. Right. So, I mean, can't be too mad about it, but he was like, he says it as much in the, in this documentary. He's like the goofy shit had to go mm-hmm. and I had to get serious about it. And he did. And he's like, I think because of this, I see a lot of clips of Tyler and like my Instagram feed in now. Uh, um, I see a lot of clips of Tyler in my Instagram feed, like from little interviews or little gems he's dropped. Um, I see his interviews with Nardwar. <laughs> he fucking loves Nardwar. Sidebar: I saw a, I saw a YouTube clip of uh, for everyone who thinks everyone loves Nardwar. Not always the case. You can find a clip of Nardwar interviews going south, and that's equally as amusing. Henry Rollins, not a big fan. No. Um, but yeah, Tyler's a fucking genius, and if even if you have no interest in him, this is a very well-made documentary that will just clue you. Like, I'm probably going to watch the City Girls one, even though I have a very, like, low-key knowledge of them. I know one of them went to jail, and Drake shouted them out a lot on one of their songs, or, like, sampled their voices and stuff. Um, one of them's dating or married to Little Uzi Vert. Like, that's, but I want to know more about them, so I will watch this and learn about them. It's only like eight episodes. Uh, Rap Caviar presents on probably like Hulu in the States, but on Disney Plus slash Star up here. Um, not stars, let me tell you. Not stars, uh, just star singular. 
Um, one other thing I got to run through right quick. I will try to keep this brief because it's ended up being more stacked than I thought. <laughs> Y'all, you have heard me talk about the gym sidebar. I know I haven't been going to the gym long enough to have gym complaints, but I have gym complaints and I don't no. know if we need to get into that today, but no, I'm sorry. Just stepping foot in a gym lets you have gym complaints. Why are y'all sitting on the machine having a phone call? Oh my God. Okay. So a couple years ago, before COVID, I the staff at Mohawk College and are allowed to get like a, 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 a summer rate because the students, yeah, of course, are like are a gone. corporate rate or something. Yeah, but it's like a summer, specifically summer rate. So it's much lower than usual. The students aren't there. So they're trying to like bolster numbers or whatever. So I was trying it out because my doctor was like, yeah, you got to do some, some, not like weightlifting, but just do some like uh, training, especially for my knees. Mm like the muscles around your knees. It's like leg lifts and stuff. It's nothing serious. Um, do you think I could get on the leg lift machine for 45 minutes? No, because some dude was just sitting there, wasn't doing leg lifts. And I kept on thinking, oh, he's probably going to get up any second. Oh, he's probably going to get up any second. And then because I'm scared of teenage boys (laughs) and boys in their twenties, I did not say anything to him. Um, and instead just fumed on the treadmill for 45 like, minutes. Listen, I, I get there's like, you know, you do your set of 12 and then you rest for like, but that's like the rest is supposed to be for like 15 to 30 seconds. Yeah. And then you do your next set. You don't stop to check your fucking messages to make a literal phone call. Yeah. Like to talk to You're someone. being the worst. Keep it fucking moving. And I, I know looking like I do, I don't have any right to have a lot of complaints about the gym, but fucking like, like I said, you, you don't by de facto gym? deserve the machine more than me because you're fucking gonked. Like <laughs> what are they? Gonked. <laughs> Go be fucking uh, gonked on the free side and on the free weight side of the gym. <laughs> Let me do my little <laughs> on the machine. <laughs> anyway, you've heard me complain about like, I need something to watch on the elliptical. Uh, and Kate's like, you should watch K dramas. And I'm like, yeah, I need something. I need something solid. Seth Meyers is on fucking vacation again. Seth Meyers take a vacation like every 10 days. I don't know what the hell's going on with that show, but, uh, I got no closer looks to watch. I'll watch my wrestling recap videos from Simon Miller, but they don't run every day. It's like, what, what am I going to do? Where is the infinite pool of content that I can pull from to make this elliptical process more enjoyable? And the clouds parted and the weeaboo wand hit me and said, dumbass, put Crunchyroll on your phone. And I went, oh. so I did. Let's just mainline that anime straight into my face while I'm on the elliptical. And that is what we have done. Friends, Even though it's a terrible app? On the phone? The mobile app? Yeah. Pretty slick. Oh, I don't know about that. I've tried it before. I've not, I've not had much issues on the mobile app. Um, we know the PlayStation app is garbage. We know probably if there's any other native apps on anything that isn't your phone or tablet, it's probably garbage. But thus far... Airplaying from my uh, phone to the television has been has been a dream. Let's go through these right quick, friends. What really prompted this? Which for Mercury back, Caitlin McKinnon. I swear to God, if we go on hiatus, if we come back from hiatus, and the first words out of your fucking mouth aren't "I want finish the Witch from Mercury," grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> Be like, hope y'all enjoyed this I brief have, return of the Geek Down podcast. I was going through my phone, so I use the um, the uh, Google um, 
keep app a lot. Just it's like mm. a list app. Yeah. Um, and I was going through some of them, just getting rid of. I have quite a few of them. Um, and I have a list of things I haven't finished from the podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is be a good time. So I'll just add that. I'll add that in. And if you, guys, if you guys have anything else to be like, you didn't finish this or you never talked about this again, please let us know and I will add it to the list. <laughs> I, I will let her know. Witch from Mercury is back for its second core. It is just, oh my God, it's so delightful. Uh, the fastest. I know it'll probably, you know, it's a, it's a televised half hour, so it only goes for like 24 minutes. So fast. It is over in a blink. Um, also, unexpected. Um, Ranking of Kings has a new sort of like side story series happening. I don't know how many episodes it's going to be, um, but they're basically like little episodes that have their side stories. They're little supplementary stories that happen during the like main narrative arc of Ranking of Kings. If you never saw Ranking of Kings, it was one of my top favorite things from the year it came out about a uh, deaf nonverbal prince named Boji, the goodest boy who ever princed, and his little shadow blob boyfriend, <laughs> Kage. Um, if you never watched it, if you watched it and you were like, I don't like the art style, you're still going to have that uh, problem. And I would suggest you think about your life and think about your choices. But it also has to be said, two episodes of this have dropped. There are no stakes. This is just you want to see the best boy doing the best things again. There are no stakes here. Like <laughs> the first episode was literally a couple fetch quests. And the second episode was like, oh, we're traveling back to the kingdom and we camped this night. And then there was talk of monsters. Boji and Kage go to investigate. Oh, they find this family being terrorized by some bandits, but they don't realize that they're bandits. You're just hanging out. There are no stakes here. It's still by Wit Studio. It's still animated gorgeously. Still, to my mind, looks awesome. And Boji is still the goodest boy doing the goodest things. So, so really, it's a win. Get that in your life. Um, the other major one worth talking about, some hot new new. For the spring 23 season, I have a friend at work, one of my, one of the members of my team, a huge weeb, huge manga buyer. She would ask me, she was asking me week in, week out, day in, day out, have you watched Hell's Paradise? I said, no, nah. I've seen the manga come in. Didn't really impress me too much on the covers. I was like, no, nah, I haven't watched Hell's Paradise. She's like, will you watch Hell's Paradise? I was like, I'll think about watching Hell's Paradise. Well, I needed something to watch on the elliptical. So I threw on Hell's Paradise and it's actually pretty good. <laughs> Ooh. It is, it is, um, shonen adjacent, but I wouldn't even say it's completely shonen, okay. uh, cause nobody, nobody's trying to be the very best. Um, basically it takes place during the, uh, Tokugawa Shogunate era and basically the Shogun, there's been tell of the elixir of life on some Island to the South. And they basically get a bunch of criminals and their handlers to go down to the Island and try to find it. Every time they send people to go down there, they a boat, the boat comes back covered in flowers with a corpse in it with flowers growing out of it. Hmm. Um, and of course all the criminals that they end up saying are like, you know, super, super powerful. And our main character is, uh, what's his name? Gabunari, the hollow. The first episode is like, he's in prison. They're going to execute him. And his handler, I can't remember her name, but, um, She's trying to establish if he has any reason to live. She's like evaluating him for this trip to go to the island. And he's like, I have nothing to live for. I don't care about anything. She's like, every time I try to kill you, you resist. 
It's like she'll go to slip, chop his head off, and he like flexes his neck muscles, and bam, the sword shatters. <laughs> they try to <laughs> that doesn't work, so they try to like pour oil on him, and he's like, bah, shakes off the oil. <laughs> he's like, oh, I guess it's not working. She's like, you're actively trying to not make this work, and they established that he was like. He was number one assassin for some lord somewhere, and the lord, like, paired him with his daughter, and despite himself, he ended up falling in love with his now wife, who, like, put enough good in him that it fucked his whole life up, and he's like, well, we're gonna leave, we're not gonna do this anymore, and that's when he got arrested and sent away. So all he wants, basically, if you get the elixir, you get a pardon from the shogun, and right. that is the only reason he's going, he just, he loves his wife so much. He wants to go and get this pardon so he can go save his wife and live a normal life. Um, but now they're on the island, and we're like four episodes in. We're on the island. Shit's really going nuts. There are these monsters with like weird Buddhist slash Shinto like statue vibes to them. The island itself has a big maiden abyss quality to it. They're like bugs with human faces and shit like that. Like yeah. it's got a lot of it's got a lot of like body horror element to it as well. It's surprisingly good. Like I said, four episodes just kind of like went down real easy. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm watching Hell's Paradise now. Um, there you go. Well, you've got to save this stuff, though, for the gym. <laughs> Jordan. I, 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 fuck, I fucked up. Listen, Kimigori Orange Road has oh, still got like 400 on. episodes left. I will definitely be like, let's catch up on. Uh, you're going to run out. And then you're not really going to go because you have nothing to entertain you. You think for- I'm going to run out of anime to watch? Well, I mean. On Crunchyroll? Miss. <laughs> you could there always a, watch Maker's Club or whatever it was called. Oh, do it, do it yourself. I never yeah. did finish Do It Yourself. Um, there's also a mandatory. I haven't watched it yet, but there's one of those like you know, uh, introverted girl makes her first friend and tries to open her heart to make friends in her class. In the tradition of Comey can't communicate slash Hitoribochi something something. Yeah, we do love a story about <laughs> about an awkward girl trying to make friends. Because we see ourselves in it, don't we? Um, yeah, I was hearing, listening to a story. Someone was telling me about like the first time they had to like their parents like told them like just this is how you make friends, and then being like I don't think this is gonna work, and then it working, and I was like tearing up. Mostly it was <laughs> hormones, but I was like that was so beautiful. Kids making friends. <laughs> um, so yeah, I do love those stories. Um, oh, and just because I see it on my notes here, uh, finally, I mentioned last week, Hip Parade of Tears by Izumi uh, Suzuki, uh, the short story collection uh, that I was going to get into. Well, then I bought the book, and I had a very long wait for the Ossington bus <laughs> at Eglinton Station, and I started reading some of them, and yeah, they're pretty good. Oh, excellent. The stories are pretty, pretty good. Um, so if you like weird stories with a not... I'll give it this. A lot of Japanese writing when translated is very flat. Right. And I'm not getting that sense of flatness from this. Chalk it up to the translator or uh, Suzuki's writing. But it's been very... It's been, a, it's been a good hang. I've been enjoying my time with those stories. So, hey, check it out. Get some reading in you, y'all. Speaking of reading... Yeah. And literature... Mm-hmm. And loving literature... Yes. Arguably too much... Mm-hmm. I guess we'll take a break right here and top up these copies. And when we come back, whoo! Kate gonna Kate. We're gonna come back. Literally one of my favorite films. Kate gonna Kate. When we come back from this break, we will talk about Austin Land.
Welcome back to the show. This is the half of the show where we talk about the thing we have brought each other. Before we get into it, we have some rules. Yep. The first rule is the rule of three. If the thing comes in parts, we will watch three of them. This is not. This is a motion picture, a feature film, if you will. Full, full length feature film. Um, so there's none of that. The second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. That is the rule that we will not talk about the thing before you're sitting in front of these microphones. That is so you get the freshest and hottest of takes, even if something came out in 2013. You stock up, y'all. Stock up. Ain't gonna be many more takes coming to you. At least via this format, but... No. Well, though we may surprise you. We just bust it of anywhere and just have takes. <laughs> we'll throw a take right in your face. <laughs> The third rule is not really a rule, it's just more of a policy, is that there will be spoilers. This cannot be spoiled. <laughs> but I'm still, I'm still laughing about throwing takes at people. <laughs> about the what? Take that's throwing takes at people. Take <laughs> throwing that's takes like a- and spoilers. <laughs> takes and some spoil spoilers on top. Um <laughs> Yeah, you cannot spoil this, but even no. if you're like, I don't want to know because I haven't watched it. Well, what are you doing? Go watch it. Um, it's delightful. <laughs> I'm like Jordan. Um, I just found out this movie existed and I wanted to watch it. <laughs> um, and yeah, those are the rules. So let's get into it. So as Jordan mentioned, the thing we, were, we got into this week was Austin Land. Of course, my pick. Um I'm very excited about this. Um, Austin Land is a 2013 romantic comedy film directed by Jerusha Hess, based on Shannon Hale's 2007 novel of the same name, which I did not know about until this very moment. Um, (laughs) It stars Carrie Russell um, as a single 30-something obsessed with Jane Austen's 1813 novel Pride and Prejudice, who travels to a British resort called Austin Land, in which the Austin era is recreated. J.J. Field, Jane Seymour, Brett McKenzie, and Jennifer Coolidge co-star. Um, do I need to talk more about the plot? That's the question. I'll give you a little bit. Um, Jane Hayes, an American woman obsessed with Jane Austen, especially Colin Firth's portrayal of Mr. Darcy in the 1995 BBC adaptation of Pride and Prejudice, spends her entire savings on a trip to a Jane Austen-themed resort in England. At Austenland, guests receive pseudonyms and period costumes, living as ladies of the Regency era. The highlight of the resort is, uh, is guaranteed romance with the male actors, though no touching is allowed. While Jane can only afford the cheapest copper package, the other guests have purchased the most expensive platinum option. Although she befriends fellow guests, Miss Elizabeth Charming, Jane is treated with disdain by the manager, Mrs. Waddlesbrook, who prefers the wealthier guests. Basically, um, Jane um, realizes maybe this isn't what she signed up for. She's wanted uh, what the... Um, person who booked her her package called a life changing a life changer trip she wants to shake things up um she feels like her life is going nowhere she's been unlucky in romance and thinks that this will be like her dream come true basically um but when she gets there and she's being sort of um met with disdain by the jane seymour character mrs waddlesbrook um 
she sort of gets a little bit frustrated and runs into um, one of the like servants or hands um, and they seem to really hit it off. Um, and she thinks maybe she's found something sort of real. Um, however, that is not, everything is, is actually just a part of the package, right? Um, (laughs) she doesn't really have this romance. He's actually really like an act. He's an actor. Um, and the person she really ends up having a connection who she thinks is an actor is not. And, you know, comedy and romance ensues. Um, yeah, uh, I guess I before we get into it, I need to talk about a couple things. First of all, this movie is ridiculous. It's silly and ridiculous. Um, and it's one of the things I enjoy about it. It sort of makes fun of that, of Jane Austen and the period. Um, sort of like the good, the good and the bad and the ugly. Um, it also... Of course, there's a reflection of like myself and my younger self, mostly being just like so t- totally obsessed with Jane Austen and what they call the Regency era. Um, but it also does this really fun thing where the movie follows the arc of a Jane Austen novel, um, and the fact that they've done the work of like reflecting the stories within the story. I always love stuff like that. I love intertextuality. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's just, it's fun. It's silly. It's romantic. And sometimes I want Jane Austen-esque without actually investing in a very long, um, like six part Jane Austen series. Um, and then I go to this movie because it's, it's just, it's one of the the Kumpf movies that I've got, um, along with Dread. I know, I have issues. Um, so yeah, that all being said, Jordan, what'd you think? She had what could be her last at-bat, y'all. We said last week, we don't know what's going to happen. No. She may never get another shot to make me watch something again. Mm-hmm. And she stepped up to the plate. And she gazed out on the field and she picked her spot and she pointed (laughs) and she smashed out the most Caitlin thing that has ever (laughs) Caitlin. I don't know. Me making you watch Ichi the killer maybe is the only thing that could have been like the only like corresponding selection I like could have made. Right. (laughs) Something, something that is clearly so the other person that the first person would never watch on their own. <laughs> That's and that I was trying to like it was a lot of pressure, let me tell you. This, the last... this is the show. This is the show. This is what the show was always meant to be. Yep. Looking for the spots where their fandoms intersect. This is Caitlin's fandom to a T. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed. Six years she never busted this one out until her last possible chance so all credit for that this movie (laughs) is not a good time a what this movie is the best time jennifer coolidge alone that is is, that is the one saving grace is you have jennifer coolidge peak jennifer coolidge that's like yeah 
that is if you you know if you appreciate the comedy stylings of Jennifer Coolidge, you will appreciate her here. Um, just as like very pre White Lotus uh, cost celebrity Jennifer Coolidge, just like her just doing that thing she did for like twenty years in every movie yeah. she was every movie or TV appearance she made. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, if you are steeped in Austin lore. There's probably a lot there, like you said, that you will find the homework done, the yeah. nods, the structural similarities, things like that. I do not have that. No, lore I have, knowledge. The only jo- Austin I've made you watch was Mansfield Park. Um, and I thought there. I mean, I knew you Caitlin, wouldn't. They have. all they all blur together. I don't know which one was Austin and which ones were. Well, what was the just, factory one? That was. That was North and South. That was okay. not Austin. Um, that was too, that was too like, um, uh, politically conscientious for, for Austin. Um, basically, uh, it, my thing is, is yes, of course the enjoyment of this film skyrockets when you are a big Austin fan. Um, but I thought there may be enough there to entertain you. Mm-mm. Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what? You win no, you some, know, you lose. You know, you know what? Did, uh, so, the, while the movie does come around to copying to how weird it all is, the whole structure, the whole, the, the fact that anyone would want to do this activity being presented in the movie, the movie does admit, like, this is fucking weird. It takes a long time to get there, though. Because, like, the moments, well, the moments I enjoyed, the behind the scenes, the rare moments of behind the scenes, yeah, where the, the dudes playing the male suitors are just like chilling by the pool, mm-hmm. um, and they I all have it. terrible fake tans. It makes me laugh yes. every time. I did enjoy the bit about, uh, you know, there always has to be, you know, a third who's been abroad, yeah, or traveling with a spice company or something who <laughs> returns two thirds through, yep. The novel when that dude shows up and he's actually been like a reality contestant on like Fuckboy Island or something like this. some some yeah. 2013 you said it was yeah some 2013 equivalent of that. Um, I enjoyed his his reappearance. Um, Which it's Shadow Moon, by the way. Is that who that was? That it was, yeah, it was would not have recognized. Him. I was gonna say it's also a weird selection of like actors. Um, There's what's his name from Battlestar Galactica? Uh, Galactica. What? <laughs> Yeah, um, the gay fellow is played by the doctor from Battlestar Galactica, like the bad guy from Battlestar Galactica. Well. Yeah. Um, then, obviously, there um, is Jane Seymour, who just is a delight. J.J. Um, Field is actually uh, was a, a hero in, in a Jane Austen movie. Who the fuck this. is J.J. Field? He, he was the love interest. He's the main, like, oh, okay. yeah. And then, of course, Brett McKenzie, who is her initial love interest. Um, Shouts is- to that brief moment of Brett McKenzie as solo movie star. Well, he – Brett McKenzie – so it was from Flight of the Concords, most people would know. But there is a joke in there where someone's like, why, you, why couldn't you just be in The Hobbit? He was actually in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> as a background character, which is a funny nod to that. Um, so yeah, I love the casting. That's another thing in this movie. I just adore the casting in this. Um, 
Yes, the dude. I don't. Don't you said his name? I don't recall. Mister Nobly. He's playing the obvious Darcy character. Yes. Here, he does that job very well, and I did kind of like the button they put on it at the end, where the reason why he is so snotty and standoffish in a Darcy-esque fashion is because he's not an actor. He was filling in. He's a history professor, and. Jane Seymour is his aunt, who he thinks is kind of a weirdo for doing all this, mm-hmm. um, but is just, like, helping her out. Um, and for the historical <laughs> enjoyment, he was partaking in this. Yeah. Um, less so the the romantic um, side of it. Although he never expected to find love. No. And see, that's that, that, and that there's always, there's always some guy that you think is a good guy and isn't really a good guy. That's straight, um, pride and prejudice. Um, and, uh, once you get to know someone better, you actually realize they're a lot different. Um, there's always, uh, a really nice, rich benefactor <laughs> to help out the poor, la- poor lady in the book. Um, there's always uh, some horrible, snotty older woman trying to bring you down. Um, <laughs> so there's just there was all these character tropes from Austin in this movie. Um, yeah, and it just yeah it, it delights me. I'm sorry you didn't have such a good time with it. I thought maybe I didn't know if you were a Jennifer Coolidge fan or not, but I thought her ridiculousness might have made you guffaw a little. <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean, it became wallpaper at a point, but I can definitely see it. I can see its charms if you are into this sort of thing, if you can see yourself in the Jane character at all, as someone who has uh, been enamored with Jane Austen novels or Colin Firth or any of that uh, in your time, you can certainly uh, see the appeal of that. Frankly, the Jennifer Coolidge rebranding of Austen Land, far superior. Oh, yeah. At the end of the movie. Those fucking teacup rides and Ferris wheels and shit. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Um, I also like that they were <laughs> treating her like shit because she couldn't afford. She couldn't afford a better package. It did also seem. You said guests. It really seemed like the only two guests were Carrie Russell and Jennifer Coolidge, which made for a weird, kind of claustrophobic uh, setting for me. Watching it, I was like, is there no one else here? Like. Um, well, they do it by how, week, how, right? How so, do they afford this? Well, oh, they, the, oh, it's a week? It, it's, you get one week. Um, and then as we were talking about the... It was I funny. Was, I was not paying attention when these details were laid out. <laughs> the, uh, at the end of the week, there's a big ball. Um, and it happens... This is how it happens every week, right? So um, uh, Chris and I were actually talking about like how the finances work for this place. And how like the copper package... You need the copper package to support the like diamond package or whatever it's called, um, and vice versa. Um, and it's really the diamond packages that are doing the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, you, I mean, if you already own some of the land and you were trying to find a way to like, you know, make some money off of it. Now, this is just also part of it. Um, there are things like this. Not this exactly, obviously, but like this. You knew, For she instance, would have, you knew she would have the research on this, friends. Well, I mean, I've looked at them before. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> could I do that? Um, there's something, it's called um, Regency Encounters. Uh, I think they're just, they're just dances, but like 
there's one in Edmonton and there's quite a few or a couple a year in Edmonton. There's a couple of, uh, in Victoria, um, on Vancouver Island. Um, there's tons in the States and I think some of them are like a weekend and some of them are just like a dance, but you like fully get dressed up and like, I'm pretty sure the, the meal is like all Regency. The music's all Regency. The, obviously the, where you, you're doing the dancing is all Regency. So it's not like so far fetched. Um, but yeah. And like, I know that there's something very similar. There's like a, I, I think it's somewhere, maybe not at the moment, but there was somewhere they were doing like a Harry Potter thing where you like go for the week mm. and you get like sorted and stuff. Um, <laughs> so there are like, I could see this happening. Let's put it that way. It's not so far fetched, but um, yeah. I did like, like, why are we knitting again? Like, <laughs> And like all of that, like, I guess women just like, just, you know, did needlepoint and waited. Um, It does kind of, it does kind of like, you know, and you realize this when you watch them like Down Abbey as well, where it's like, you know, in that sphere uh, or that echelon of life in that place, it was literally wake up, eat, go sit in a room and converse. Yep. For the afternoon, maybe you know the men go on a hunt in the in you know in the afternoon and do that in the morning or early afternoon. Maybe the men go on a hunt while the women sit around and craft or or needlepoint or something like that. <laughs> and just, we were joking about like they probably um, couldn't read, so I mean they were just there's like stuff in the background. Um, well, no, in Regency they could, but there's stuff in the background where like um, uh, they're making those hats and and they're using like glue guns or <laughs> I didn't um, see the, yes the, I like the glue guns. There's a scene where they're setting up for the like the um, theatrical, and it's all the old um, ma- old women hired as maids lifting this like giant heavy cage, and the like one buff <laughs> guy is just like telling them what to do. There's like stuff in the background when you see it a couple times. You're like, that's actually quite funny. Um, uh, also, Georgia King as Lady Amelia Hartwright um, also loved her performance. Um, it's funny, funny when she got shot with an arrow in the eye. Yeah, gets infected. Um, <laughs> Sorry, the movie got one legitimate laugh out of me. Is when they are leaving and she's in the car, Jane's in the car with the actress who is playing Lady Amelia, who's like not even British. She's like American or something. And she's like, I know, crazy, right? And then there's a pause and she just turns to her and goes, My husband's old, you know? <laughs> Real. Like really old. <laughs> yeah. Out of nowhere. I don't think if that was laid out earlier in the movie, I was not paying attention to me. It just like came out of nowhere and I was like, all right. And then you see, (laughs) you see her late later pushing him in a wheelchair through uh, the newly revamped Austin land. This is a very Kate movie. I'm giving it, I'm giving it a lot of grace for that fact. And because I'm sentimental because it's the last, (laughs) (laughs) the last thing we will discuss in this current iteration of the geek down podcast. So for that reason, I'm giving it a seven, but it is not anything oh, wow. I would have watched on any other circumstance. I assumed I was going to get like a five or six, so. No, you know I don't. You always think I'm like, Jordan never gives perfects. Jordan also doesn't fail things as as often as you do. You will straight out be like, that was a three. <laughs> it's true. Um, a three is for like, you know, when the player doesn't work. Yeah, this. <laughs> That's when things get a three. 
So for me, of course, this is one of those ones where it's really hard to give any kind of score to because it's a movie that I adore because I've seen it so many times and it's so comf. It's like a warm blanket. Um, so I, it's hard to be, I can't be like, it's a 10. Like it's not the most amazing film, but I will hands down watch it uh, above many other things. Like seriously, I did not have to watch this movie again. And I did. <laughs> um, like I've seen it so many times and like Chris has been bugging me to watch Picard and I'm finally, I was like, uh, can we just watch Austin Land? <laughs> um, and he, he also loves this film cause he's seen enough Jane Austen with me that he gets all the like inside references and he, yeah, we laugh at the same parts and the ridiculousness. Um, but yeah, so it's like a nine, but it's a nine because it's one of my favorite films because it's just a silly, ridiculous, lovely film. And it's a romance, right? Um, and it's a good romance. It's a fun, nice romance. Um, yeah. So it, if you love Jane Austen and you love very silly romantic films, this is for you. Um, and if you watch it and you have any feedback, let, let me know. And Jordan will relay it to me. <laughs> I might be in labor, but he'll relay it to I me. will relay it to her. Yeah. Friends, that is on Amazon Prime, if you are so inclined to check that out. And that is going to put a pin in this one, and we're going to put a pin in the whole thing next week, y'all. <laughs> Alert your friends. Some people haven't listened for a while. Come back and check. No topic next week, just to hang with your BFFs. Looking back, talking about what was and what might be. Uh, I sound very flat because I'm trying not to get very emotional about it, but we will get all the emotions next week. Um, if anybody wants to record themselves yelling and hollering <laughs> in salute to us, I would really like to make uh, the episode as much like drink champs as possible. Um, <laughs> I would really, I'd really love for that to happen. If anybody has Noriega's number, if you could just get at him and, and so he can say, give it up for the Geek Down podcast, God damn it, that would really, uh, that would also really make That'd my day. Great. Yeah. Um, but that'll be next week, friends. For this week, as ever, thank you so much for spending an hour and change with us. It truly means the world to us. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. And I hope you will join us next week for another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. That's the rule that if, uh, what is wrong with me? The second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. That is the rule. Why are you laughing? (laughs) What is wrong with you? I'm pregnant. Okay. That's what's wrong with me. I am distracted by my own body. (laughs) 